episode 13 of the Spoiler Lucky number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Adam. I'm Bruno. And we're back. It's been uh, it's been a little while, Bruno, since yeah, we recorded an episode. I think our last episode we recorded November 1st. Ugh. And here we are, the 29th. Yeah, I know. It's um, been almost it's been gone. A, yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. It's been this month's been a busy month. Obviously, we had uh, Thanksgiving last week. And then prior to that, Bruno was away doing some traveling. Uh, Bruno, you want to talk about that? You've got some cool stuff to oh, share. Oh, yeah. I definitely have some cool stuff. So um, I'm going to ask you to bear with me. I think this is going to take me a little bit of time, and I'm going to be talking for a while. But Adam and I talked about this, <laughs> and I think it's very important because – it was what I would consider the gold standard of walking into a brick and mortar. So yes. I want to go through the entire experience because I want to, as we always have, encourage people to get back into their brick and mortars. Yeah, it's, so it's definitely a story worth sharing. Went down to visit my mother-in-law. Just she needed some work done. Finally got her lanai put on because the hurricane very nicely took it off for her. Nobody's real sure where it's at, but it's somewhere so, in the state of Florida. Or yeah, so before you pile. get too far, yeah. <laughs> before you get too far, did you went down? Do you want to say where where you went down to? Uh, I was Florida. in the Fort Myers Florida. area. Okay. Yep, I was in the Fort Myers area. So it's too hot in Florida. So all of you that live in Florida, glad you love it. Not for me. And it was still <laughs> hot. Oh, two weeks ago. So about day three, went down on a Saturday. By Wednesday, I was ready to go explore cigar shops. Actually, by Tuesday. So Tuesday went downtown. Um, Fort Myers, found a place called World Famous. It was a great place. Unfortunately, parking downtown was a pain in the butt, and they really enforced the um, time limit of two hours. Went in there, found an absolutely awesome cigar that I bought for Adam and I. We have heard about these for years, and we're finally going to have the pleasure of smoking the Fuente Pink. Yes, so really that, excited for that. We will definitely be reviewing that one. They were not inexpensive, but I think Adam and I have had every other Fuente that's right. known to man. Yes, so we can check this one off the list now. Right. That- <laughs> <laughs> so that was the that was on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I found a place in Fort Myers called Toast Cigar Lounge. So I want everybody to remember that name. About a half an hour from where I was, went down there, walked in. There was about four guys kind of sitting around a table BS and one of the gentlemen there got up walked into the humidor with me didn't did what Adam and I did a lot of at the B&M we worked at you just kind of are there in case help is needed but you don't hound somebody because as much as we tell you guys how to act Adam and I believe that a tobacconist should act a certain way also. We don't yes. need to be going up customers, you know what's going, what do you need? What's going on? Are you okay? What do you need? Yeah, can, me, what can I help let you? Let me help you. Let me help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So normally, I don't know what Adam's role is, but normally I'd give it three or four minutes. I would acknowledge the customer when the customer came through the door. Yep. But I would let the customer go in. I would let them look around for maybe 30 seconds to a minute. In that 30 seconds to a minute, sometimes they'll turn and look at you, which is your cue to go in. Or sometimes after about a minute, I would just crack the door open, stick my head in, say, hey, you need any help? Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay, we'll just holler if you do. So the gentleman who is, owns the store came in. 
picked up a couple cigars, turned around, asked the normal question, I, which one's your favorite? And he said, well, you already have one of them. I'm like, okay, well, you know, show me a couple other good ones. So he showed me a couple other good ones. Went up to the counter, paid for my cigars. He goes, you want anything to drink? I'm like, well, I don't have alcohol with my cigars. He was, you want a water? I'm like, sure, I'll take a water. And didn't charge me for that. And then he said, hey, do you want an espresso? And I'm like, I'm Italian. I'll take an espresso. <laughs> he said, do you want a double? I'm like, why? Well, I Make certainly do. Yes. So I go over to an area where there's three guys and then he would have been the fourth. And they all introduced themselves. Actually, I think there were four and he would have made the fifth and I was the sixth. Anyways, everybody introduces themselves. Now, as I walk over there, Every single freaking customer stood up, shook my hand, and introduced themselves. Very nice. Which, after everybody got done, I noticed a pattern in their last names. They all ended with a vowel. So I asked them again, <laughs> what is your last name? What is your... And I looked at them. I said, a bunch of Italians. I'm at home. And <laughs> the, the name of the, of the owner and tobacconist is Gianni. So hmm, can't get a whole lot yep. more Italian than that. Yep. So... I proceeded to sit down, had an absolute incredible time. Everybody was just laughing, carrying on. There was a TV on in the background, but none of us were really watching it. We solved the world's problems. But the point was, and the reason I'm going through this story in so much detail, is this is the gold standard of what an incredible cigar lounge is like. Yes. I'm not saying that everyone you're going to go into is going to be like this, but... It, it took me off guard, and I've been in plenty of different cigar lounges, but this one took me off guard. So the end of the night came. I looked at Gianni. I said, oh, I'll be back tomorrow. So needless to say, I went back Thursday, and I went back Friday. So <laughs> when I was there on Thursday, another group of guys comes in, and it just was natural that everybody who was already there stood up. Hey, what's up? You know, I'm so unless they knew him. I'm so-and-so. Hey, John, it's great to see you, man. And I'm sitting there, and the gentleman that sits down next to Gianni hands him a cigar. And I figured out at that point that it was just kind of a trading of cigars. Now, he owns this shop. I don't know if this gentleman bought that cigar in his shop, but he was giving him something to try, which is the second point I wanted to make. A good tobacconist or a good owner is not going to get upset if you trade with them. Now, they may not give you free product. Don't go in expecting free product, but... If you find a tobacconist that you're a regular member of, feel free to bring him in and say, hey, have you ever tried this? So I'm sitting there and Gianni is sniffing this cigar. I've never seen anybody sniff a cigar intently. Picture a cartoon <laughs> where somebody's just sitting there going. <laughs> and he goes, oh, uh, there's sweet. You know, he's got an Italian accent, which I loved. He goes, peppery. <laughs> uh, you know, what is this? And the guy starts reading off the description of it and yeah. the first two things the guy says is you'll get sweetness and peppery spice and i looked over at gianni and said well now that is one hell of a sniffer <laughs> and he looked at me with this huge smile and he said follow me so we go into the lounge now one of the cigars i had smoked there was fasano if you've heard of it it's a great cigar I'll showcase it here in a minute. But it never clicked in my head that Gianni's last name was Fasano. 
So he looks at me and he says, these cigars here, those are mine. I'm a master blender. I own a, a place in Nicaragua that makes these cigars. These are my blends. And I just kind of looked at him and said, now that explains why you got so much <laughs> off that cigar. So that was Thursday. I went back on Friday and I spent plenty of money. I've got some of the cigars for Adam to try. They yeah. have um, three different ones. They've got a Connecticut, which I did not buy Adam one because he's not a fan. Yep. They have a Habano Oscuro and a Habano. By f- midway through Thursday, I was smoking nothing but Fasano cigars because <laughs> they were they were not crazy. They were, I think, uh, in his store, they were 12 a stick. They were Robusto. So pretty much half of Thursday and all day Friday, that's all I smoked. Nice. When I went back on Thursday, my little cup of a double espresso turned into a coffee cup that was about a third full of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the second day I went in, he didn't even ask me. He just showed up and set an espresso and a water next to me. Now, now real quick, I, I want to chime in here because that yes, I, I, laugh, I, I laugh at that cup being a third of the way full. Uh, for a specific reason, if any of you know Bruno, the last <laughs> thing he needs is that much espresso. Uh, so I'm yes. trying in my head to picture that because, yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> I have a hyper personality even at my yes. old age, and yes, at work I have a double at eight thirty in the morning and a double at two in the afternoon, and nice. <laughs> I just yeah, as as Adam said, if you know me, giving me a third or more of a coffee cup full of espresso. May or may not be your best choice. <laughs> but I know that was a long story. I think I took about 10 minutes on that story. But No, but worth it. The point of the story is get in your brick and mortars. You're going to find an array of different types. This was, I'm almost ready to state, the best lounge I've ever walked into it may have not been extravagant. It may not have been this old building like Ewan Reese's in Chicago. But as soon as I walked in, I felt like I belonged there and everybody made me feel like that. That's awesome. So in the end, I exchanged information with Gianni. I asked him if he was interested in the show. He said he would do it. And I told the wife the other day, I'm already missing going in there. <laughs> So, if you have access to Fasano Cigars, F-A-S-A-N-O, I very, very highly recommend that you try them. They are great sticks. So, I that's think awesome. that's I, at maybe I, the end of my story. And, and I love that because I can't wait to try Fasano Cigars now. I, have, I haven't had them yet. Bruno and I haven't seen each other since he's been back. So, uh, I'm really excited to try that. But you, you hit on something else there, Bruno, that I really liked. Um, one, obviously, you know, the lounge being, it sounded perfect. It sounds like what every cigar lounge should strive to be. Um, yes. The, the friendliness and everything. I, that's just, that's what it should be. That's amazing. The other thing I like that that um, that you kind of hit, but you didn't delve into too much, is, you know, Bruno went into to this, this shop, didn't know anybody there. He went in, didn't try to impress anybody, didn't try to, to make a name for himself. Um, he went in and just was, he was just Bruno. He's friendly. What I'm getting at is you never know who you're going to meet at a lounge or a shop. You know, Bruno didn't know that the guy he was talking to owned Fasano cigars. No, 
I did not. <laughs> and I could share a real quick story on that as well. When when we worked at the at the brick and at the brick and mortar, uh, I'm a big fan of Pinot del, del Rio cigars. Uh, the Pinot del Rio Oscar. I was a big big fan of that. One day I was working, Abe Flores came in. Um, Abe Flores owned Pinot del Rio. Uh, Abe came in and I thought it was amazing. I I kind of nerded out, you know, hanging out with Abe. He's like, yeah, I'm just I'm in town for an event um, at a different at another shop, and I'm just visiting. I've got nothing to do afternoon. Do you mind if I hang out here in your shop? I said, yeah, and I, and I figured Abe would go in the back and sit down. No, Abe stood at the counter with me all afternoon and <laughs> greeted every customer that came through the door. Never said, I'm Abe Flores from Planet Al Rio. Yeah. Customer came in, he, he greeted them just like he was an employee. If they had something that was his, he would say, hey, I hope you like that. And he would kind of talk to him a little bit. But it just goes to show you never know who you're talking to. No. Um, so, you know, go in and be open-minded, be friendly, and, and just enjoy the experience. That's it. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm not 100% convinced that Gianni introduced himself as Gianni Fasano. Because right. that Thursday, the second day I was in there and he finally fessed up. I looked at him, and when I said, well, that explains a lot, he just looked at me and said, I just want to make good cigars. I don't need to boast about who I am. Right. I don't ever start all conversations with, hey, I own Fasano Cigars. <clears throat> he wa- Now, I explained something, because Wednesday before I knew, that was the first cigar I smoked. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'd look over at me. You yeah. enjoying that cigar? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But that was the gold standard of walking into a place and just feeling that feeling like that's where you belong. They were yeah. jovial. There was some great conversations. We, of course, we solved all of the world's problems like 50 or 60 times. You know, and I think, too, Bruno, that that is just another reason, you know, why you should get out there and support your local brick and mortar. You know, Bruno's sharing a cool story about a shop he went to, not local to us at all. Uh, states away from us, but yes. if you're not going, if you're not going to your local places and supporting them, you're never going to have a place like that. Um, you know, too many, too many local, too many local shops. They're they're small, yeah. Um, and if you don't go support them, they don't stick around. Um, so that really hammers home. You know, if you've got a local place, make it a place like this. Go be one of the regulars. You know, go greet the new guys when they come in. Make it a place that people are going to leave and they're going to go, that was an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, really take that upon yourself as if you're a regular at, at your local, you know, take that upon yourself to be like, hey, I've got to set yes. the, the atmosphere here. I've got to be, you know, if a new person comes in, if you just sit there and look at them and stare at them and yeah. make them feel awkward, <laughs> they're, they're probably not going to come back. No. And in the long run, that's going to be sales lost for your local place, which could hurt. Yes. So, you know, you are a representative. You may not be an employee, but you are representing you're, you're a liaison. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. a representative of, of the, the establishment. So all three yeah, days sure. I was in there was it was not the same crew any of the three days other than Gianni and Polly, who was a gentleman who is um, his help on the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, Gianni's Italian. Polly was Italian. It it was just. Hopefully, I can get Gianni to listen to this, and I can't speak enough <laughs> good about him, his personality. But Adam is exactly correct. Gianni has the personality of somebody that makes you feel welcome. But in the end, along with his regular clientele, that's what knocked this out of the park. 
Nice. So I will. I think I'm done with that now. One what thing. Was we, of, what was the name of the establishment again? Pronounced Toast Cigar Bar. Toast Cigar. Okay. Yes. Okay, Toast cool. Cigar. Um. Now, potentially later in this podcast, if we if we have time, or in the next one. I did get a heck of an education on some things in the industry that I really did not expect to talk about. It was kind of fun to talk about it. So maybe we'll hit that this episode. If we don't, we'll hit it on the next episode. Yeah, perfect. All right, so let's move on then. We've got you talk for a little while. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll stick with some uh, some brick and mortar talk um, because I had an experience over the weekend. That I, f- I felt I was something that it- it's coming up. So uh, Saturday, I think it was Saturday. Saturday, I went into a local place here uh, to pick up a few things. And while I was in the humidor, uh, I was kind of just just browsing, looking for a couple different things. Um, and a, a woman came into the humidor. And the this particular establishment, there are, it, there are um, your tobacconists are inside the humidor. Uh, it's a very large humidor, and the tobacconists have a, a kiosk, or I guess maybe it's not a kiosk. It's an actual uh, counter inside the humidor to help customers. So this woman comes in, and she says, um, you can tell immediately she's looking around. She doesn't know what she's looking for. You can you can see the look on her face. And the tobacconist, he looked up. He noticed it immediately, and he handled it appropriately. He walked over and said, hey, you, you look like you're you're confused. Can I help you? She says, yeah. I am I'm doing some some early Christmas shopping for my husband and I'm not really sure what to get him. I know he likes cigars. Uh and then Sebastian proceeded to to kind of go through some questions to kind of try to to help her figure out what type of cigars because obviously there's a lot. Um but that br- kind of threw it in my mind that we're coming up to that time of season where if you're a cigar person Chances are someone's going to buy you cigars for Christmas. Uh, that's the easy gift for a cigar guy is just more cigars. Um, and one thing that, that I've learned is that my my wife, um, because I, I talk about cigars a lot, I think she knows there are some brands that she knows that she can go and just pick out and she knows I'll like them. Um, she knows the big ones. She knows Fuente. She knows Tatuaje. She knows Illusione. <laughs> she she yeah. knows that she can go pick out any of those, <laughs> and, and I'll be happy. Um, but I don't think everybody's like that because I talk about cigars a lot. So she's plagued with hearing that. So I was thinking, it's like you know, what are how could you help your your let's say your significant other who maybe is going to buy cigars for you for Christmas without going to them and saying, hey, here's. Here's exactly what you should go buy me. Uh, so I was trying to think through that problem over the weekend and came up with with a couple of things as we were having some, some cigars Saturday uh, that I noticed I had taken the band off the cigar and I would laid it on the table. Uh, and to me, I was like, hey, that's that could be a cool idea. If you're trying to just subtly give a hint of, hey, if you need a Christmas present <laughs> for me. Um, you know, don't obviously don't make a mess and leave your ashtray full just sitting with <laughs> with bands everywhere. But. You know, I, I and, and that wasn't what I was trying to do with this particular cigar either, because I had something Saturday that I had never had before. So I just happened to lay the band down on the table uh, after I took it off the cigar. I was like, "Hey, that's a, that. That may be a good and subtle way to throw a hint." Uh, because, like I said, you know, when your significant others go to the humidor, if they're not, if you're not really, they're not used to hearing those brands. There's a lot to choose from, and 
there's a lot depending on the type of shopper they are um cigar prices can be shocking at times um for example while this past saturday while i was in the humidor the woman was looking around and she stopped at the uh this particular humidor has a very large davidoff um wall i guess we could call it she stopped at that wall and took a gasp and said oh my <laughs> You can do that on Davidoff. <laughs> exactly. Rightfully so, because I've yes. done that myself at times. Yes, I have too. Same area. Um, so, but just, just not, to, you know, to say that, you know, if you send somebody to a humidor that doesn't know what they're getting you, you may, you'll get a cigar. Will it be one you like? Who knows? But if, if you're a cigar guy, you, you'll probably try just about anything. I know yeah, I do. Me too. Uh, but, you know, be thinking about that. Not to try to be like, hey, I want this or I want that, but leave little subtle hints. Get used to um, kind of the the bigger names that you really enjoy. Just kind of put them out there at times and, and get them to where they they know that name. Like I said, with my wife, she knows if she sees, you know, Illusione, Tatuaje, Don Pepin, uh, Fuente. She knows she's safe to pick those up because she's heard those names a billion times before. Uh, so just something to help out with the holiday season. Or... Coming up, what do, what do you got? If your wife knows that you go to a brick and mortar often, yes. as you should, yes, she and they know you. They'll if she goes to your favorite brick and mortar hangout, make sure that some some people are shy. They don't want to talk about you know so and so is so and so. I'm not. I'm about as shy as I don't know what I'm as shy as as nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But yes. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> if they go into your local brick and mortar, just maybe drop a hint that, you know, say that I'm so and so. We but Adam and I had that happen at the brick and mortar we worked at. Yep. It's like, hey, you know, we a, a woman would walk into the humidor. As Adam said, you could tell there was some confusion. Walk in, say, is there something I can help you with? Yeah, I'm looking for cigars for my husband for Christmas. Okay. What does he smoke? Well, his name is so-and-so and he frequents this place immediately. Immediately. Yes. You're like, okay. I, with Adam and I, the system that we had at our brick and mortar, we could actually go, if they used a credit card, we would go search their name. Yeah. We could pull their name up what they bought. Didn't give us their credit card information for anybody that thinks that's what we were <laughs> looking for. No. But it gave a history of what they bought and what they yes. bought the most of. Or if you want to take this one step further, one of the things that, that we say a lot, Bruno, is build that relationship with your tobacconist. Yes. There there were people, and to this day, I still know there are people that were regular. I, I say regulars. They didn't come and hang out. Right. But they came in enough that I knew them by name, and I knew what their go-to was. Oh, yeah. So if they if someone came in and said, I'm, I'm you know, my, my husband is so-and-so, and I'm looking for cigars, and I knew right away. Like, oh, you are, oh, you're, you're buying for, you know, you're buying for Herb. Yep. I, I know exactly what Herb smokes. Let me go get that for you. Um, sorry, Herb, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, Herb is a real <laughs> he person. He may or may not be. I still see <laughs> he him. He may or may not be. Yeah. He, I still see him every once in a while. Yeah, his name just came to mind because we saw, we saw him recently. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, build that relationship with your tobacconist. Get to know them on a, a first-name basis because they will remember those things about you, and that can be handy. If you have a loved one that goes in and says, hey, you know, I, I'm so-and-so, I'm buying cigars, and I need some help. Your tobacconist will probably, oh yeah, I I can get you in the right spot. Uh, so build that. That's where having that that relationship with your tobacconist goes a long way. 
and I know if your tobacconist knows you well enough, and I know we're talking a lot about this tonight, guys and girls, whoever's listening, but I, Adam and I feel this stuff's kind of important. So the other thing is if your tobacconist really knows you and your significant other does happen to stand in front of the David office and go, well, I really want to get him one of those, even though it's 40 bucks, because I want it to be special. Anybody that knows me is going to understand that, have I smoked David Oss? Yes. Are mm-hmm. they consistent in a good cigar? Yes. Not particularly my taste. Yes. So if the tobacconist knows you and your significant other goes in and tries to spend money on a cigar that they know you're not going to enjoy, they should tell them. So, Bruno, I, I have to share with you real quick, completely off topic. I just dropped my cigar in my bourbon. Are you freaking kidding me? I No, I'm not. I, I tried to set it on top of my glass, and it rolled, and at least the lit end didn't fall into the cigar. Uh, the, the cut end of my cigar is now covered in Eagle Rare. So my question to you is, you got us those awesome glasses. Why are you not using it? I know, because it's dirty. <laughs> I'm, I'm using a different one. Sorry, um, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get some some look behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, I just finished oh. my bourbon, and I can't smoke where I am sitting in my house. Yeah. And I didn't drop my cigar it, in my bourbon, but it, at least at you least did not drop the lid in. Yes, so the, the bourbon is still drinkable. And with this particular bourbon, this is my last glass of Eagle Rare. Yes, you better drink. So it. I would have drank it either way. <laughs> Even if the ash was in, you'd have been like, ah, mm-hmm. the bourbon will kill it. It's fine. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to cut you off with that. That's all right. Share it. <laughs> so, all right. So <laughs> moving on. Yes. Where do you want to go next? On. You've got the notes up. Where do you want to go? Um, you know what? Let's cover Here. one of the uh, topics yeah. that we listed. And so I just wrote you a note. While you're typing that, I'm going to dive into something real quick because this is going to be a short one. Go ahead. I was just talking about this humidor. Uh, and so I'm going to share this. Um, this note here. So I, I read a cool article today about the Anorsa guardian of the farm, Cerebus Culebra. Say uh, that not, four times. Uh, yeah, I know, man. I, as I was reading it, I'm like, please don't, don't ruin this. <laughs> if you're not familiar with what a Culebra is, uh, it is, you've, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of three cigars kind of wrapped together. Um, that's a Culebra. Uh, this is the Anorsa guardian of the farm, Cerberus. It is a Calibra. It is exclusive to a brick-and-mortar local to Bruno and I, which I was really excited to learn. Um, and I think they shipped – They're actually, they've been shipped, and they're due to hit the the humidor Monday or Tuesday of this coming week. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pick one up because they are $70 a box, $70 um, for a five-pack. So – I am a big Anorsa fan so far. All the Anorsa stuff I've had, I've really, really enjoyed. Uh, so if you are in the Cincinnati area, the one of the bigger humidors, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm on the fence, so I want to just throw the name out there, or do you probably know which one I'm talking about? Uh, it's in. We'll do it this way. Bigger humidor in northern Kentucky, uh, right across the river from Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's probably enough to, if you live in the area, to know where it's at. They will be in the humidor Monday or Tuesday. I think the MSRP is sixty nine ninety five. Uh, they come in a five pack. So when you break that down, you've got five Calibers. So that's 15 total cigars because you do have to take them apart to smoke them. So that breaks down to be about 466 a cigar. So it's not terrible. Um, 
I've never had the Cerberus, so I don't know if I'm assuming it's going to be good. It's a Nicaraguan Puro over a Corojo 2012 wrapper. And all the other Norse stuff I have has been really good. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. If, if I get down there and I pick these up or not, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. But if you're in the Cincinnati area, yep, they will be out Monday or Tuesday. They're probably going to be, I think, what did I see? They're limited to where are my notes at? And I will pass this over because Bruno wants to move on. They're oh, limited to uh, 200, 200 total boxes. boxes. So there's not a lot of them. Um, so, yeah. I'll hope maybe I'll get down there and get them. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, but yeah, Bruno, uh, dive in because that's the next one that I was thinking we should hit because I think that's a very interesting topic. Uh, it's actually different than I thought when when you first we talked about this on the, the phone last week. Yeah. So, so go with it, man. The first night I was at Toe Cigar, Johnny, myself, and the other gentlemen were all talking. And the conversation gravitated, of course, you know, with COVID, you know, hey, come on, let's be realistic. It's a flu. It's not going anywhere. It's been around forever and it's going to stay around forever. But since it seems to really be in the news again, we were talking about that. Now, um, Gianni is currently in Fort Myers, and I'm telling you that because I want you to go visit Toast Cigar if you're there. But he is, he's only been down there for about a year, and I'm not going to mention where he came from, but. He owned a couple of cigar lounges in his previous location. And what was interesting is we were talking about the effects of COVID on everything. As all of you know, COVID changed the world forever. End of conversation. Yes. Not necessarily. 100%. Yeah. Not most of the time, not for the good. But this was one that actually I never thought of. So, no, same. I was, this was, yeah. I found this very interesting. We're, we're still in the cigar boom, which I hope never breaks because there's a lot of great boutique cigars coming out there. Gianni had mentioned that during the entire time when everybody was locked down, his lounges were full, full of people. And it makes sense if you think about it. You don't want to stay home constantly. And yes, they followed protocol you know they weren't in there trying to get each other sick but he found that covid actually increased the popularity of cigars and the sales and this was another point you know even though there was a lot of people in his lounges another point he made to me is i smoke at least a cigar a day yep and what he said is think about it and this wasn't just gianni talking there were others in the group that were talking about this you all of a sudden have these cigar smokers that are now sequestered in their home some of them learning how to work (laughs) from home some of them still working from home and some of these ladies and gentlemen that were smoking a cigar a day are now smoking two three four cigars a day definitely i had never thought of it that way so no it really did affect the industry in a positive way. Yeah, when, when we talked about this, Bruno, when, when we were on the phone and you first mentioned that, I had always looked at it from the view of the local brick and mortar. Here where, right. where, where we live, you know, the brick and mortar is basically closed. Oh, yeah. Um, and if they stayed open, it was just enough for you to go in, pick up what you wanted, and leave. But for the most part, they closed. Uh, I didn't even think about, you know, the fact that, hey, we're in our homes and – the, the, the cigar smoker that maybe had one cigar a day now has all day long in their house 
uh, to have that second, that third, that fourth, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a surprise that that it brought more people into the cigar space and probably there was probably a, a bit of a, a bump in cigar sales from online resources. Yep. One of the few, well, I don't know how many other positive things I could actually name from COVID, right. but that's that's definitely one of them because I know, as all of you know, whether you're in the United States or out of the United States, it made no difference, but COVID put a lot of very cool, good businesses out of sale. Or yep. out of out of business, not out of sale. <laughs> it put a lot of yeah. I mean, we had a lot of restaurants close, and I'm sure no matter where you are <clears throat> listening to this, you can name a number yeah. of places around you that closed. But since you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you are a avid cigar smoker, and if you're not, hopefully you're becoming one. <laughs> it is nice to hear that one of your hobbies and our hobbies actually COVID helped that hobby. So. There's always something that it some no matter what the situation is, there's always one. You gotta find positive. the silver lining. <laughs> yeah, find the silver lining in it. Other yeah, positives I, about it, I don't know any. But. Don't know. Yeah, 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 for sure. But no, yeah, it's that's an interesting approach. I never never thought of it in in that light. In that, yeah, you've got all these people stuck in their houses. What are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna have another cigar. <laughs> you're gonna sit back, relax. You're gonna have another cigar. Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, like you said, it's here forever at this point. But um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out going forward. So we can either do a couple cigar reviews, or I could go onto the topic that we wrote below that. I leave it up to you. You want to do so. It, how, how how do you feel about that that next topic about talking to that point because I've done no research on it I'll be completely honest I've been busy no I and I would be okay if if we go and, and everybody's sitting there going shut your damn mouths and <laughs> just you guys have figured this out on the pre-show yeah <laughs> so I would say if we talk about it I will preface it with this was talk in the shop and people that have been down in the area and have told me that they've watched this. Now, we cannot state that yeah. it is fact. Yeah, but Let, let's let's touch on it because this ties back into to your experience at a new uh, yes. lounge, and, and this is common, I think, for cigar lounge talk. Yeah, these are the type of things that are common. They're commonplace. So yeah, let's do it. Let's dive into All right. it. So before we even start on it, the gentleman I were talking to, you know. I know them just from the the lounge from Toast Cigar. They were all very incredible people for the time that I got to know them. They had no reason to lie about any of this, but I think if they were if we had them on this podcast, they could speak to the it being factual. But when we start to talk about this, all I'm going to say is I'm relaying information that was told to me. I cannot say with 100% certainty as an engineer that it is fact. So with that being said, what is one of the most common things that people talk about when you start talking about cigars? Oh, my God. The best cigar on the planet. All Cuban cigars are the best. Now. Do they taste good? Why, sure they do, because it's sure my go-to. But what was interesting is the topic came up, and 
some of the people there that were familiar with the industry and had done a decent bit of traveling started to give me explanations of what was causing the decline of Cuban cigars. Now, anybody that's been smoking them for years, and I know a couple people that have been, they straight out told me 20 years ago, Cubans were top of the line, best cigars. They're still good cigars, but the quality isn't what it was 20 years ago. So anybody who's listening that knows this for a fact or can dispute it for a fact, I would highly encourage you to write us. Yeah, and let us tell know. Us, yeah, if we're speaking non-factual, we do not want to do that to you guys. So just tell yeah. us if we aren't. So one of the things we started to go over is since Gianni has, you know, his Fasano cigars, they do have their own tobacco, they roll it, all of that stuff. We were talking about the actual plants themselves. And if I understood them properly, anywhere from 8 to 10 feet is a good height for a cigar plant. Now, we have one friend that Adam and I have, or Pakari could probably call us out if we're lying on this, but (laughs) if he's listening, he'll still call us out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was told that in Cuba, to keep up with the production and the demand, the plants are only becoming half the height of their peak, about four foot. And they're harvesting them early. And not saying that's good, bad, or indifferent. They're trying to keep up with production. I'm in a medical device industry that's booming. I know what trying to keep up with production is all about. But that could be one of the factors that is affecting the taste. One of the other things, and anybody that knows anything about agriculture is going to know this, in the Cincinnati area, and I'm confident it's not just the Cincinnati area, but I live further away from the city. So does Adam. Yep. We have fields around us. You're going to see corn one year. The next year, you're going to see more than likely soy. The next year, you're going to see corn. The next year, you're going to see soy. Yes. What's the explanation for that? I was always told corn draws a lot of nitrogen out of the soil. That's why you plant soy the next year. It helps put the nitrogen back into the soil so that the year after the corn will grow properly. What I was told is the fields in Cuba that are growing the tobacco are not being cycled the way that they should be. Again, to keep up with production, to keep up with the demand on the industry. So that soil is becoming less, there's less nutrients in that soil for the plants. Which will directly, I can tell you this without being a horticulturist, that will directly affect your taste. (laughs) Do you like yes, that word? For that's sure. A big I did. Word for that's me. a good that's a good word. <laughs> that's a in big that... word for me. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what it means, but it was still fun to say. It, it works. It works. <laughs> and it's a word because I said it on a podcast, so it's not just yeah, me that so said it. It's it's valid. It, so <laughs> it all of that, the maturity of the plant, the soil not having the nutrients that are in there, that is all going to affect the taste of the cigar. Now that being said, I will still say that every Hoyt Epicure number two I've smoked has a taste that is consistent. Sometimes it's like I'm smoking something from heaven, and other times I swear to you, it's like I'm fighting something from hell. Yeah. But 
the taste is still consistent and it's the soil that they're growing. But Mm -hmm. maybe the ones I'm getting that are like smoking heaven, the soil was still relatively good. Maybe they did take a little break in it. But it was interesting to hear gentlemen that were very educated in the industry give me what came off to me as legitimate reasons that people say the quality isn't what it used to be. Now, again, in order to keep up with production, you have a couple choices. You can either not have them available, which does nothing but upset people and they quit buying your product, yep. or you can produce faster. Anybody who's in any Maybe. type of manufacturing industry knows the faster you produce, if you can shortcut, you're going to shortcut. Yep, cut some corners and get a product out there. And that's something that you know we, we've said for years, Bruno, is, is that Cuba, they can't keep up with demand without the U.S. So for, yes. you know, with, the, with the embargo in place, you know, Cuba already can't keep up with demand for the rest of the world. You put in the U.S., probably one of the largest oh, cigar markets, if not the largest cigar market in the world. What's going to happen if that, were, that embargo were to be lifted? It's going to destroy the Cuban yes. cigar market. Uh, because they already can't keep up with demand. And then you're going to throw on the largest cigar market in the world, and it's going to be a mess. So there, there are going to be corners cut in thing. They will change significantly. And become uh, more expensive. And become more expensive. Exactly. Yes. Supply and demand. Uh, and that may be what, you know, kind of what we're seeing now where, where you know, the, the, the tobacco is being harvested early. The fields aren't being cycled. You know, that may be a way of saying, hey, we can't keep up with demand. What corners can we cut now? And, and start getting start cutting those corners now um, and, and preemptively cut those corners before we actually really have to um, and go ahead and get people used to that. Does that make sense where, where I'm going with that, Bruno? It, it does. And it it's the nature of business. As you know, I have plenty of friends. You know, I have suppliers that I deal with. I'm, I've become close to a lot of them. But in the end, in the end, you have to make money, they have to make money. Right. Because if either side stops making money, they stop existing. So yep. I'm not blaming Cuba for if this is what's going on, for having to cut some corners to be able to keep up with the industry. You know, maybe that'll change in the future. I don't know. It's not like, you know, for most of you in the world that work in any type of industry, you know, you outgrow your building, you either buy another building or you add on your building. I yep. don't think they can add on to the island of Cuba. <laughs> no. Pretty sure they can. <laughs> no, that's a finite space. Right. <laughs> and if they build more factories, that takes the land away from what's it actually It just takes growing. up land. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there, there's no real, they're kind of landlocked. There's no real expansion potential yeah. there. So that just goes into the, the ongoing saga of what's happening in Cuba. And I think that's something that will continue to have those, these types of discussions um, for the foreseeable future, maybe, you know, possibly forever. Really? Yeah. It, I think it's going to be, it's going to be ongoing. I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get into this type of cigar, you know, well, I'm not old enough to have got into it in the seventies, but I could have got into it in the eighties. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm kind of old. <laughs> a lot of people, or especially one of my friends who's not necessarily a cigar smoker but listens to this podcast, and if you're listening now, he's just going to crack a smile. He would say <laughs> things like, well, Jesus smoked cigars with you, didn't he? 
<laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> and if you are listening, and I'm not going to say your name, you know what else I would say to you. <laughs> oh, how oh, many times perfect. I've heard. Well, that's, that's pretty much what you told me Jesus said. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's amazing. Why didn't I think of that one? I don't know. <laughs> Whoever said that, I, I'm holding my glass high for you right now. And <laughs> Your glass of well bourbon done. that has cigar yes. in it? <laughs> it's got a little bit of cigar in it, but it's just adding to the flavor. It's fine. Oh, well, he does have a blast with me. Good. I, I'll Good. be around him tomorrow, and I'll have to hear... All the old man jokes, and I just take it and tell him when he's my age, you know, X amount of years from now, he's going to just shake his head because he's going to be like, man, when I used to mess with Bruno, it was fun. Now I'm getting messed with. But I have to take it because I did exactly what he's doing to me, to the engineers that I knew that were my age back when I was his age, if all of that made sense. Yep. Yep. So my so, friend, we're at forty-five minutes. I, I was actually sorry. I was actually typing something to you. Uh, I'll just say it since we're we're at forty-five. Let's take and do a, a short five-minute segment here. Okay. It's been. I mean, we haven't recorded. We haven't talked in a, a month, basically at this point. What have you had? What's good? All right, I'm gonna go through them quick. Yeah, you we'll introduced me to the Ava Maria Immaculata. Immaculata. Um, you told me to have it instead of my normi- normal. Oliva, Connecticut, and I yep. had it actually last night or the night before, one of those nights. And it was complex, which I enjoyed. It was nice. definitely yep. mild. As you and I talked about, you know, a Churchill is it's a it's a commitment. <laughs> it, it's a commitment. But yes. I committed to it and I finished yep. it. Yep. But it stayed smooth the whole time. As I got down to the last third, it never, you know, I was trying. I've really, believe it or not, Adam, been trying to slow my smoke Slow down? down. Yeah. Nice. Because when I yeah. was sitting in Toast Cigar, within the first two hours, I had consumed three cigars. <laughs> three Robustos. Awesome. And it's like, I so, have to stop that. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know. Yes. You, or I shouldn't say I know. I don't know. But looking at, at our... Our shared folder, I don't think you scored this. I um, have been terrible on that for the last I, I have too, and I'll share that with you in just a second. But let's let's just, between one and ten, what would you give it? I would have gave it a seven, seven and a half. I really I am, did enjoy it. We, we are almost spot on with that. Uh, I had that on uh, Thanksgiving night. Uh, I, have, I have two nephews that are both adults now. They're two of my absolute favorite people in the world. One of them listens to this podcast, and if you're listening, you know I'm talking about you because we had a cigar Thursday night together. Um, <laughs> he stayed with me on Thursday night after we had Thanksgiving dinner, came back to my place, uh, my nephew and my two older sons. We broke out the Immaculatas, and we we actually we sat around playing a, some nerdy card games, um, and we smoked Ave Maria Immaculatas. And yeah, Bruno, I'm spot on with you, about seven, seven and a half. Uh, they've changed significantly, and the I guess it's been... Uh, about a month, month and a half of being in the humidor resting since we got them. Oh, yeah. Um, when when my son first ordered them, obviously, this is his first box of cigars he's ever ordered. So as soon as they got delivered, he couldn't wait to, to have one. <laughs> <laughs> we had one. Basically, UPS was was walking down my driveway by the time we opened that box. Oh, I'm uh, so sure. We, we had one fresh off the truck. Um, 
And then they've been sitting in my humidor for a month, month and a half now, and they have changed significantly. A lot oh, yeah. more flavors come out of them. And, and it was cool to for, uh, to have that with my son on Thursday night. He even commented. He's like, they these have changed. He's like, I can taste more more flavors coming through now um, since they've rested. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm spot on with you on that. Seven, seven and a half. It's a very mild cigar, but there's a lot of nice flavor to it. It's, it's got some nice complexity. So the next one I'll go on to and. I'm wondering if this is one we bought together. Is the Room 101 Daruma, the limited no, ASF? I, I bought that for you. I oh. picked that up for you. I've had multiple. I actually had one on the show. <laughs> so. Uh, so when I talk about it, you'll be okay with it. Yeah, because I've already had it. I had one when we interviewed Andrew King. Ah. I, I, the sad thing is with as many cigars as Adam and I have been trading and buying to try and get you guys some variety of this, I've come to find out. I can't remember where the hell I got most of them. So <laughs> anyways, very, very good medium, medium full, great smoke. I would give it a seven and a half or eight. I enjoyed it. It burned well and it burned my fingers as I was yes. putting it down. Yes. I, I had one when we interviewed Andrew King. Uh, and I remember having it during that interview thinking I'm going to have to come back to this because I'm trying to do this interview <laughs> and I'm really enjoying the cigar. So I have since revisited and I'm right with you about a seven and a half, eight. Yes. Uh, really, really nice, nice cigar. Uh, I'm going to, I want to ask, um, have you had any of the protocol stuff yet that we picked yes. up at Mason? We're going Which, to talk about that one. Okay. Which so, one did you have? I had the probable cause. Okay. I had that this week. <clears throat> so... Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with the company, Protocol Cigars is run by... Um, they are ex- former law enforcement. Former law enforcement. So the salespeople, the people in the factories, it's it's that's why it's called Protocol and the, it's probable cause. Let me just read you some of the different... Oh, crap. I can't see any more of the other... There's probable cause. They have the, the cyber crimes unit. Official misconduct. Had- yes. Themis... So they're all kind of named for law enforcement. And I would have given this a solid seven to a seven and a half also. It definitely stayed as a medium cigar. It burned yep. really well. Um, we bought the probable cause and we bought one other one that I haven't smoked yet. And I don't even remember what it's it was. It's the cyber crimes unit. Okay. I haven't had that one yet. But okay. if it's anything like this one, I really enjoyed the cigar. Yes. It, I won't go into too much detail since you've not had it yet. I had the probable cause this week, and yeah, they are uh, – they're they're similar. They're both – if you like the probable cause, you're going to like the cybercrimes unit. Uh, I was a big fan of both. I, I'm Again, we are, we are right there, probably around, around an eight. Um, I wish I would have taken better notes. See, I've gotten in a bad habit of I pull up our <laughs> scoring sheet, and then I, I take notes separately on my iPad, and then I've gotten really bad – I. I would typically transfer those notes off my iPad into our scoring sheet, and I've gotten to where I stop. I've just not been doing that. I've got all these handwritten notes on my iPad that I need to go actually put proper scores in, and I've just been lazy and haven't done it. So um, I will. I can get a better review on it. But the probable cause was really, really good. I was yes. a big fan. Did you? And I know you had this one. Um, I'm trying to hit these quick. Uh, the Rojas breakfast tacos it's this this you had i think you had oh i had that a a, a while ago i had oh which one did i have you well you had i know you had the street tacos yes the street tacos did you have the breakfast tacos 
Did uh, I buy them one? <laughs> yes. We, we no, picked I haven't them up. had we that picked, yet then. <laughs> okay, we, okay, I'll stop then. We picked them up at Mason <laughs> uh, because they were out of the street tacos. And, and they right. had the breakfast tacos. And so I picked up the breakfast tacos. Okay, so I will stop right there. I won't go into it other than saying I wish it was a larger size. Yeah. Um, it's, so. a, it's a small size. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to give a little just because it. I lit it up and I, I absolutely loved it. Good. I, and I, I wish I, had. I wished it was like I wish this was a, a bigger size because I I, I didn't want it to end. Uh, I I had the breakfast tacos all the way down till it was burning my fingers because I was like, man, I I want more of this. I I, I need a box of these just so I can go one right after the next. <laughs> so um, the last thing I'm gonna leave us with is yes, yeah, your text that made me really laugh pretty hard because. I still think it is the coolest cigar name yet. You texted me on what day was that? Oh crap! There's so many texts between us. I think I was in <laughs> pissed Florida. off Christoph. All you said was sometimes you need a pissed off Christoph while you're working. <laughs> I yes, absolutely sir. love that name. What did you think of the cigar? You know what? That's one that I actually completed the scoring sheet on. I was working on it right, bef- <laughs> uh, right before we went into our, our pre-show. I was working on that because I knew that you loved it. Uh, and my, let's see, is this is this the right one? Nope. Let me close that one. I've got multiple sheets open here. Shit. Did I save this one? There you know, we have cursed a lot on this episode, but it's not been bad words. Hell, it's damn, not. No, shit. it's it's been okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. On our scoring sheet, it ended up coming out to a 7.18. Okay. Which I think is a little under what I, I would have preferred it to be. I really, really enjoyed the cigar. Um, warm, toasty, slight spice. What I really liked about the cigar is it started off as this nice, mellow, medium body, really smooth cigar. <laughs> then it got pissed off. <laughs> and then it got pissed off. Yes. As I got into the second third, it got a little more angry. A little more angry. And then you got into that last third of like, wow, this thing is pissed off right now. Um, I liked that it, it I liked the changes that it just continually yes. I mean it never got to be out of hand. Uh medium plus creeping into full uh with a lot of really nice just flavor. Um and one of the things I found interesting and this is something that I think it is a typical Kristoff thing. One of the things I remember from working in the shop was Kristoff always had this 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 kind of citrusy note to it. Yep. Um, and, and I got that right away on the first third to the point where I was having this and I was sitting with with both my sons and I was like, "There's this, there's this this citrusy note." And I'm trying to put my finger on it. And both my boys looked at me and they're like, "Citrus." I'm like, "Yeah, try this." And they both they both puffed on it and they're like, "Yeah, it's like you you zested a lemon." <laughs> Like exactly. Um, and so it was just interesting that they were both able to pick it up. I thought that was really cool, but I really, really liked the cigar a lot. I was a big fan of the pissed off Kristoff, and I'm glad I could say that because I would have been really heartbroken had I had to come on here and be like, Bring I, I know. I did like but, it, but no, I was a fan. It was really good. When I see him, I'm buying more when I see him again. <laughs> yeah, it lived up to the hype that you put on it. Well, guys so, and girls, we had 55 yeah, with five minutes. Yeah, I, I think it's time to wrap up. Um, that's, you know, we've had a pretty good show. We've got a lot. I mean, we haven't talked in a month, so I'm sure there's other things we can oh, dive yeah. into. But we're at 55, so we'll leave it here. We don't want to run all night for you guys. Uh, what do we got here? Social media, you know where to find us. Uh, Instagram is our most used platform. Uh, we post out there all the time. So 
Give us a follow on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're on X slash Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have the <laughs> website, thecigarmatchpodcast.com. You can find us on there. But if you really want to to be up to date, you want to know what we're doing, what we're what cigars we're having, uh, Instagram is the place. I post on there pretty much every day um, with what we're having, uh, either one of us at any given time. So find us on Instagram. Give us a follow. Uh, I just posted a, a thing this afternoon. We are still looking for places to to go you've got a local brick and mortar let us know about it we're going to hit the road in 2024 and we're going to visit some new places um so anywhere in initially we were saying anywhere in the midwest anywhere in the east coast now we're saying just you know anywhere in the u.s yeah just give us places (laughs) yeah if it's a cool place i mean we're not ruling anything out we're going to get out and spend some time traveling uh and seeing some new cigar lounges and meeting some new people so I just made a post on Instagram, so jump on there. If you see that post, make a comment. Tell us the lounges that you guys like that are around you guys. Let us know where the cool places are to check out. Uh, but with that, Bruno, I think this is where we we leave episode thirteen. Um, it's been a it's been a fun episode. It's been good to get back. On, oh yeah, get back on. And uh, you know we've been off for a month. That's what the holidays do. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in to episode thirteen. Yes, thank you uh, so always. much. And we will talk to you guys again in two weeks. So until then. Keep smoking good cigars. Yes, always smoke good cigars. Or edgy cigars. Or just cigars in general, even if they're bad. (laughs) Thanks, guys, guys, girl. See ya. Bye.